Hello and welcome to Patched. I'm your host, Paul James. Today I'm joined by Matto Phillips. And it's been a little while since we've had him on board, but Jamie Penning, how are you, mate? I'm good. Yourself? Very well. Matto, how you doing? Oh, yeah. You know, the normal. Unlike Jamie, he's talking about before how cold it is up in Queensland. And for us, 14, it's just... 15 degrees. We're like, wow. That's well, cold. We're colder than that all day, every day. <laughs> bastard. So... As people might have gathered, and we've been teasing this a little bit in the last couple of episodes, Jamie's on board to talk Nintendo with us. We aren't, as per what we suggested last week in, uh, towards the end of the show, going to rank the Zelda games and then specifically play the, the majority rules card so that Breath of the Wild gets an F. Um, just to upset Jamie, we won't... And, we won't and everything else gets an S. <laughs> everything. Everything else is S tier, except, uh, including Link's crossbow training, except Breath of the Wild that gets an F because it's not a Zelda game, so it shouldn't be on the list. But... We'll save that argument debate for another for another time, uh, because very conveniently we had Jamie lined up and the Nintendo gods were smiling upon us because they gave us a Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase this week with a lot of third-party stuff for us to discuss, so we thought, let's pick through the contents of that and then have a more broad conversation about how all things Nintendo are tracking. But before we go kind of on, a, on an item-by-item item sort of basis, were you both fairly happy with how how the showcase went like was there stuff did did everyone feel like there was something for them along the way and Matto, let's not count monster hunter in this because of course we yeah. already had like we were like two days away right. from it anyway but there was nothing new there for us but anyway yeah no it was nothing new. i was like yeah you can show me the trailer all you want i've already pre-ordered it and um, and so far since playing i've had my ass kicked multiple times i haven't even started yet i haven't downloaded it yet i was expecting no, a code you... the code hasn't come so i think i might just have to oh, yeah. under and buy it but oh, you're missing out again first world problem but was there anything else there for you like you know did you have some games that kind of floated the boat not really because i think it was just one of those unknown territory where it was all third party thought okay what third party games are we going to get it turns out square on Enix. nintendo <laughs> and yeah well it should have just been called the square enix direct <laughs> Jamie, pretty what about much you? Did you, were and, you... Uh, square enix direct and sonic oh yeah, yeah true oh, i forgot about sonic and and Xbox and Fire Disney there, and yeah, Disney. Anyway. Jamie, Jamie, what about you? Did you feel like there was at least? I mean, again, we'll go through the specifics shortly. But you feel like there was something there for you at least, or a couple things there for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, being a like a Nintendo exclusive player, pretty much. Um, there's a lot of third party titles there that I haven't had a chance to try, and I know that people that only own one console for like switch for example may not have had the opportunity to play some of these um it's definitely it was definitely a direct that probably nintendo needed to have really because uh, we know some of their first party lineup for the rest of the year but now that they've brought all these um third party titles through it really sort of solidifies their the remainder of the year outside of their first party yeah um, exclusive tune Xenoblade, Pokemon, Pokemon, yeah, yeah. Is there anything else? Oh, and potentially, I think I don't know. I don't know about the both of you, but I feel like Advance Wars is like yes, I know what their, oh, yeah. their rationale was Advanced in the first Wars. place around the war and those sort of things. But I think at some point, their bottom line starts talking to them. They go, "Well, we need to get this thing out." Yeah, so, I wouldn't be surprised if that comes through maybe December, December. or January yeah. um, next yeah. year that they bring that back. Holidays, 
we yeah, shall call yeah, it that, that holiday, holiday that holiday yeah. or a holiday what, period and yeah. I guess the other thing that we can kind of factor in that, that wasn't shown during this but um, during the Final Fantasy 7 showcase the other week there's also Crisis Core which again Square Enix but like Crisis Core that remake is coming to Switch as well so there's there's another little third party title that's going to drop somewhere in that yeah December potentially you know either early January February sort of window as well so and it, yeah I'm glad to hear that Jamie, in your case, there's a few games for you. Maddo, you might want to just crack open a book like that Final Fantasy episode at this point, hey? Oh, yeah. Was uh, I've run out of books. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure we'll be able to extract some wonderful insights. Well, I've got a Witcher book over there I could read. I haven't started that yet. It's been sitting there for six months. Oh, there's books sitting on my bedside table. Because there's a TV show like, oh, yeah, I can't wait for the show. And then, oh, look, there's a book. I'll read that. And then I realise I don't read books or many books. I was about to say, you guys read books? <laughs> I hey, used I, I, to a lot. Yeah, and I just it's there's no time, not enough yeah, time. Many, 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 many years ago. No, I, I haven't really yeah, advanced no. from the kids' books. Oh, I've got a if lot of those for you if you yeah. want. So if there's anything higher than Grug, then <laughs> we can just Jamie can send a few down the post. I'll drive a few over to uh, to your place, and we'll, we can you know read Spot together. Oh, Spot! I've read Spot <laughs> in years. <laughs> All right, let's let's get into the meat of this episode, which is the actual contents of the showcase or the the partner direct. So we'll go kind of in the sequential order that things were kind of shown off. Um, so we'll touch on it very briefly because again, the game is now out. But uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak was there. What do we think, Matto? You're obviously playing it. Great. Look, I I didn't need any more convincing. I was convinced when it. They first showed it. Oh, hey, let me join in too. Hey, I'll just let me have a drink as well. <laughs> well uh, yeah. No, but, that's like, I was already convinced when they showed it. I don't know if it was a Capcom thing or was it a Nintendo Direct thing. I can't remember. Oh, the Capcom thing recently. Yeah, yeah when they said Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak's coming out next year, I thought, cool, I'm buying it. You don't need to convince me. You don't have to show me any fancy monsters or anything like that or what new upgrades there are. I don't care. I'm buying it, no matter what. That's fair, Jamie. What about yeah. you? Are you a Monster Hunter Rise person? No, no. I've the only sort of Monster Hunter I played was a demo back on the 3DS, and oh, I didn't like four yeah, or try or one of those. Something like that, and yeah, I couldn't really get into it, and I sort of haven't really um, paid attention to it since. But it does look like. Uh, Rise and the DLC has got quite the roadmap going into the rest yeah. of this year in 23. So this looks like there's going to be massive amount of content for anyone who is playing uh, Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah, it does seem like they ha- like Capcom has a bit of a roadmap in place for just Monster Hunter in perpetuity now. Because even in the case of World, which was obviously you know PS3, uh, sorry PS4 and and Xbox One, but like there was that, and then a year later they had. Um, Iceborne and then it was only a year after that and we already knew about Rise at that particular point and that, that was only another you know that was 18 months from the, the launch of Iceborne so they've, they seem to have a bit of a plan in place now that like to really look after the, the current title long enough that the next one then arrives um, with, and regardless of whatever platform that happens to be on so they're on to something there they're, they're doing a pretty good job and Jamie I'll just you know I reckon it's worth giving it a crack because if yeah, I, I was a bit like you put off by some of the, the old ones they were they were really heavy. They gave you no context, no information. They really left you to kind of work it out yourself, and it could be pretty overwhelming for a lot of people at first. Whereas what they've done with with World specifically on the on the the PS4 and Xbox One, but built upon further with Rise, they've really made these games far more accessible. So 
don't know, maybe maybe even consider the the demos and stuff that they've put out. See see what you make of those. It might be might be to your liking these days. Yeah, I might just check out the because there is a de- uh, demo for Sunbreak, yeah. I believe. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. As Rise is supposed to be probably one of the more uh, accessible Monster yeah, Hunter games of sure. recently. So yeah, might might be worth a download just to have a look at it and see how we go. I saw your hand go up there, Meadow. Oh, no, I was going to say, to start off with, I was with Paul. I was not really a fan of Monster Hunter, and also looked at it and thought, this is not really my style of game, and then I played it. I've been a fan ever since. I thought, wow, I don't know what the excitement is of just absolutely hacking at a monster and, I don't know what you call it, hunting it. I used to say, Mm. drop it as one, as I used to say, or capture it, and I thought, What's so rewarded about hunting a monster? I just don't understand. But with Sunbreak, though, you can't play Sunbreak unless you reach a certain level. Yeah, you got to basically finish the main game yeah. in full first. And, yeah, but you can play the Rise demo, no problem. Just yeah. watch out for that. Just watch out for that bubble monster. That's all I will say. That damn. You know, that's, that, that, that's well documented here through patched and the player two plays. It shows us getting our asses kicked before. We played a whole hour and just failed. <laughs> completely now the next game is one that jamie you i think you kind of touched on as someone who you know is kind of exclusive to the switch hasn't been able to actually try this one out and people have been enjoying it on other consoles for a while uh near automata the end of your heart edition which naming conventions is something they they do really really well there at square enix and especially with near but uh what did you make of near coming across to nintendo i love the look of it um it's it's something yeah uh, it looks something similar to uh, titles such like Astral Chain that yep. um, Platinum Games did uh, oh, along with Nintendo. Yeah, but, no, um, when I, yeah, when I first played it as well, I thought the exact same thing. I thought, oh, it'd be Astral Chain's in this one. Yeah, yeah, it's something sort of similar along those lines and it just, it actually looks like it runs quite well. Like I'm presuming that this is um, Switch footage that's on the video. That, You'd hope so, um, yeah. Yeah that it actually runs quite well. I think they've said that it's 1080, 30 docked and 720, 30 and handheld, which, you know... That's all right. You, that's, it's going to be all you need, really. I mean, I know on the um, other consoles, it probably gets up to 60, but um, 720, 30 will run fine on the handheld. Just, I guess, dropping the, the nugget for the both of you there... Uh, you know, in terms of potentially turning you on to Nier, you've obviously both just mentioned that you're a fan of Astral Chain, and that's developed by Platinum Games. So was Nier Automata. Mm. So yeah, it felt you, like it because I yeah. think the voice actors said exactly the same as what was in Astral Chain. So I oh, heard really? it like, "Hey, I, you're that guy from the main other game." I still haven't so played Astral Chain, unfortunately. Oh, I'm I'm it. It. I know, I'm really missing out. It, but it's just it one is of those really through so far. So yeah, uh, that's that's coming out. I don't know. Did, uh, I think it was just 2022. I don't think they gave a specific date. So just, I guess, keep our eyes and ears. Uh, I think it's later that. this oh. year. Yeah, yeah, later this year. The good uh, thing it wasn't on, on a PlayStation. Oh, not giving out dates. No, uh, I, I'm actually mm. uh, as well since we've had the opportunity. I must say I'm really disappointed that Corey Barlog didn't come out during the Nintendo Direct and announce the uh, the God of War release date. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I'm so over. More disappointed he said it's coming exclusive to Nintendo Switch. That would yeah. have been. Oh, the, 
Just say the fights would have started. <laughs> I think I think I think uh, outside of Santa Monica Studios would be on fire if that was the case. But <laughs> to, to, to quote, uh, and also, and in the latest episode but, of For the Players, hashtag dicks out for Kratos apparently is the the thing at the moment. So. But also, but, but the thing is though, if it was on Nintendo Switch and got released, blah blah blah, it wouldn't be Cory Barlog's fault. No. As always, it's a lot of Pierce's fault. Yeah, it's, apparently. A, it's a lot of Pierce's fault because she's a high-profile <laughs> woman in the studio. I oh, know it's ridiculous. Uh, the way the way that whole team is being treated is insane. Um, Konami was there. Super Bomberman R two. Did either of you? I didn't know Super Bomberman was still existed. I think we yeah, skipped the, over one, didn't we? Oh, did wasn't there? Oh, um, Laura, sorry, good point. Uh, Lorelei, yeah. Lorelei, and oh, the laser eyes the... from Annapurna. Yeah, Lorelei and the laser eyes. I'm quite interested in this. Like, it's the with art the style. One? Yeah, it's like black okay, and yeah, white. With, black and white. I just remember the, a dog. That's all I remember. Yeah, the look. Yeah. Um, it but, comes from the same team that did Sayonara, Sayonara Wild Hearts the other year, which was huge kind of on um, iOS specifically because it launched with the Apple Arcade when that first popped up, but also did pretty well for itself on consoles as well. Mm. So but it's like, a, it's like a murder mystery sort of two and a half D isometric sort of puzzle sort of game. You know, it, it looks nice. Like the, um, the art style is quite yeah. good looking. So um, I'm curious to see um, how deep it is because it looks like it might be, you know, just a five, six hour game by the looks. But um, I think with those sorts of things that you don't really need it to drag out too long. Yeah, you don't want them to outstay their welcome. Mm. Matto, what do you think of it? I'm sort of partly interested, but not much. I just thought, oh, it's one of those, it's probably one of those uh, crime mystery things where you have to find this, put it together. You know, like Resident Evil, but with less horror and a man with a hat. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> yeah, okay. That you can shoot off. That um, you shoot off, yes. All right, well, now, now let's turn to my uh, my error from before. Yeah, Konami's, Konami's back with Super Bomberman R2. The original one was a launch title for the Switch. Um, and yeah, to your point, Matto, prior to that, it had been a long time since we'd seen Bomberman. I say, I thought Bomberman died a long time ago because the games themselves sort of went really downhill quick. I remember there was Bomberman 64, played that a lot, then after that just went. Everyone just said to say things like, oh, what is this Bomberman rubbish? Well, these Bomberman titles are the only kind of new original uh, games that they're bringing to consoles these days. They've had a Castlevania that they brought to mobile, but they're not giving any love to Metal Gear. They're not like the you know Bomberman. That's that Bomberman's basically it at the moment. So it's, it's interesting that they're sticking with it. And I mean, the first game was received pretty well from from memory. I can't say that I tried it myself, but I, I feel like the general consensus was it was pretty decent. I think that think the first game, yeah, it it was okay, but not great. And then they did eventually, um, yeah, uh, with through updates, polish it up and yeah. make it better. But um, I think. I could have sworn that they said that they're ending support for the original and then they're just switching focus to um, Bomberman R2, but yeah, I right. could be okay. mistaken. Yeah. Uh, well, that's... Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm looking at the, the trailer right now and it's it's coming to all platforms and it's out 2023. They've just kind of given that vague window at this particular mm. stage. So speaking of franchises that have kind of been languishing for a fairly long time, but their publisher has given them a lot of love in recent years... Uh, Mega Man, Mega Man Battle Network Man. Legacy Collection. Um, fans have been screaming for it after the you know, the core Mega Man collections, Mega Man X, 
Uh, I'm sure there was another like sub franchise that was that got a collection already as well. I don't know they're putting out so many of them. I've lost lost count, but but yeah, the Battle Network Legacy Collection is is on the way. What do we make of that? I've never played a Mega Man game in my life. No, neither have I. So it's no, sort that's of... fair. I'm, I'm a little bit the same as, as yeah. the both of you. Um, though the uh, it's this is more of a turn-based thing compared to the other Mega Man games. So it's it's a bit of a change of pace in that sense. But I don't really know much more than that. So I'm a bit with the both of you. Um, and Xbox fans are in an outrage because for some reason they're the one console that's being skipped when it comes to this particular game. They've got all the collections and all that sort of stuff, and Xbox just isn't getting it for some reason, or at least currently uh, is not getting it. I'll be honest, they're not really missing it that much unless they're all big Mega Man fans, but... Oh, yeah, but it's, it's a bit weird. Like, some other games, Xbox, man. You've been able to play all the, other, all the other sort of legacy collections, and then suddenly this one isn't. It's a bit odd, but anyway, that's... Go play that's the Ninja little... Turtles, people. Go play that. Yeah, Ninja Turtles <laughs> is great. Um, and again, speaking of franchises that have kind of been... Well, they're, they're old and dusty and kind of coming back in, in interesting ways. Pac-Man World Repack. So a, a remake of Pac-Man World from... God, I can't even... I couldn't even tell you PlayStation how, how 1. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's an old, old game and it's being remade. What do we make of that one? Because it was interesting. I just laughed. I go, what? What is Pac? What is this Pac-Man business? I thought I only remember him from the old video arcade machines. <laughs> then it just comes into a three D world. Like, what the hell is this? Or Smash Bros. Smash, Smash Bros. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's where we all know Pac-Man from. That's where his. Yeah. That's where his first game was, right? Yeah. Of course. Right? <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Nothing else that was important before that. Mm. Just. What? Yeah. Tell you it's a PlayStation history. One game. Yeah. Was... Apparently. Uh, I mean, so it's I like a game no one asked for. Certainly knew it was old. I didn't. I didn't have PS One in my head because. But but Jamie's thankfully got to that one. But I only know because I've heard others say it's PlayStation. But yeah, yeah it's. Okay. Uh, yeah, I never had a PlayStation, so it sort of didn't really. It looks alright for what it is, but yeah, it's still it's a three D platformer. Um, yeah, and it, it's coming out August, which is not necessarily the worst time in the world because they're they're yeah. getting it out before the. I mean, specifically before October, because October is an absolute mess at this point, oh, particular point ridiculous. for games. But um, even in a quiet year, October is absolutely insane right now. But uh, uh, yeah, look, I mean, Bandai Namco—they're getting it out in August. So, so good I say it's a very, very original story that Pac-Man won. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine. Like, I was like, wait, I was like, wait, hang on a second. Pac-Man has a family. Well, I, I think. Pac-Mum was originally piss- Pac-Mum. Mrs. Pac-Man in in the Pac- original, Pac-Dad. but they don't have the rights. Right, so, okay. Oh. I think, yeah, off memory. So that's why they had to change that. And apparently there were like two sequels as well to Pac-Man World that people think that should have come in a collection, but we've only just got the first one. Well, they're doing a full-blown remake, so look out for, for Pac-Man World Repack 2 and Pac-Man World Repack Three. I'm surprised I managed to chain all those words together with a fair <laughs> effort. Self five. Uh, next game is Blanc, as they pronounced it. Um, it's a, fr- a French studio indie title, monochromatic thing. I thought this game was absolutely gorgeous in terms of like the way it looks and whatnot. Um, gameplay wise, it's it kind of without using it in a derogatory way. It's kind of a walking sim from the look of it, like a little a basic puzzle walking sim. But what do you both, that- both make of it? I was just trying to remember, is that the one where you can play the deer and the dog. online with another yes. person or is that another game? 
No, you can do online yeah. with Blanc. Yeah, yeah um, the deer we, and the wolf or the cub. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the one. one. Yeah. That looked good. I was just hoping. I just thought in my head. I thought, how funny would it be? The deer goes to sleep, and then the wolf just eats it. <laughs> oh, didn't you see the logo? How they were snuggled together. No, nah, I think that's a lie. Yeah, they're, they're, best, they're best friends. Um, then I remembered it's Nintendo. Nintendo would never do that. They, they, no, allow that. This, See, they couldn't even is... kill Mario off, let's be honest. Well, they did kill stabbed. Luigi, remember? But when we they did the, the old the sword, it stabbed him and he didn't really die. This is being up. done by Gearbox? Yeah, that's, that's the weirdest thing. It's being published specifically by Gearbox. Published. Yeah, they've, they've got a publishing yeah. branch, but oh. it's really not a Gearbox game for the most part, but... Remind me what, what other titles really nice. they've done. Well, they're, the only ones you have to remember is just Borderlands. Yeah, that's just what I thought. Forget yeah. the Duke rest. Duke Nukem Forever. Don't yeah, worry about the rest it's, of it's it. Just, <laughs> it's right alongside Borderlands and Duke Nukem Forever perfectly. But no, they've, they've kind of in recent years developed a publishing arm. They had oh, shit, tri- Tribes of Midgard or something, I think it was a game that came out a, a year or so ago. Um, I think I think that was the name. Um that was a gearbox publishing thing. Like they, they are throwing some of their Borderlands money essentially around at at indie developers and giving them a home, which is which is really great. It doesn't feel like the right fit because of what we tend to think of with with gearbox, but I'm glad that yes. someone. It looks this gorgeous. It, yeah, it looks, looks great. gorgeous. Looks great. Um, I'm double checking Tribes of Midgard right now, but I, you know, it'd be good if I. Oh, 2021 game. I, I reckon I got yeah yeah Tribes of Midgard was the game. Um, so good on Gearbox Publishing. Anyway, uh, the next one, which has also created a bit of a stir over the course of the week because of art styles, unfortunately, is uh, Return to Monkey Island. Firstly, anyone who's treating Ron Gilbert poorly can do yeah, the yeah. same way as all the people who are sending dick pics to God of War developers. But um, setting all that aside, because that has been run into the ground in terms of like the the community's conduct over the course of the week and I don't think we really need to add to it too much but um, what do we make of the game itself the fact that Monkey Island is back and I mean we obviously saw the announcement a couple months back but what do we make of what we saw interesting compared to the first one I thought it looks like Monkey Island and I wasn't sure until he said his name I thought yeah that's Monkey Island for sure it's just not sure how it all works though I don't know if you control with the stick because usually it's a click and point type yeah, of thing yeah. I don't know what this one's going to be which is going to be interesting we'll find out when it comes out it's not that far off coming out isn't it I remember so it's time 22 come out this year yeah yeah because um, I'm pretty sure we saw a trailer for it early in the year we are talking about it yeah, was, it was only, that a different one it was basically E3 to, or uh, key 3 time that we got the announcements so it's all still pretty fresh in that regard, and yeah, it's. It, I guess one of the important things was that it's coming first to Switch on the on the console side. It'll be PC day and date because you're right. I think it's still going to be that point and click style game, and that that does work on the console. There's plenty of games that have made it work. It's not as clean and easy when you're kind of moving, using the stick to move your cursor around the screen, but it it does still work. Makes um, you wonder if they're going to have um, touch controls for Switch in handheld as well. That would be that would be cool, uh, and I think. They've said that this is going to be the last in the series of Monkey Island. That this yeah, feel, this game is going to be the last one. Yeah, I feel like it's a bit of a miracle that we're getting a new Monkey Island game in 2022 anyway. So I think it's more... Ron Gilbert's got to love... Uh, there was the right idea and they're putting a game together and 
well everyone else that's on the internet that doesn't like it can just take a hike exactly he was one of the i guess kind of moving away from those smaller scale quite uh, like titles we can move on to one of the biggest uh games coming to the switch for the year mario plus rabbit sparks of hope which unfortunately the the date leaked for 24 hours beforehand thanks to ubisoft this time they, oh, they screwed it up themselves ubisoft look last time they, i mean the the game actually leaking in the first place they can blame nintendo for that one nintendo listed it on their website oh so it's a um payback so they're just squaring the ledger okay. up yeah but um what are we what are we both making of sparks of hope looks amazing big highlight looks amazing I was just um, laughing at the Luigi. Oh, Luigi, Rabbit Luigi is always funny. But what about Rabbit Rosalina? Like, she just looks like, nah, I don't give an absolute crap about this. I'm just going to lean over on this rock and not do anything do until you tell me to do. The one that's kind of, I guess, thrown me off has been the all the fuss about this uh, kind of Boo-inspired rabid that's kind of popped up there's people losing their minds over one that's kind of it's not it's not kind of in the key art or any of those sort of things but like a very kind of ghostly um styled one which i don't know not about it i haven't seen it to be honest I mean, unfortunately it's set off it's set off a bunch of fans in a similar way to uh to bowsette it's gotten a little bit oh ugly. okay if, if, i guess if if you want like it's an official thing but then the internet has kind of gone Again, game is being gross. Um, it, things are kind of taking a bit of a turn from there. So I, I can't even I can't even work out what the exact name was. It like ghost rabbit. I don't know. Boo rabbit. Rabbit boo. Boo rabbit. Um, uh, what do they call it? News. Wouldn't be know. very. I feel like it won't be the most creative name. Or, or they could come up with a creative name. Who knows? Yeah. Well, why didn't it just be rabbit boo or something like that? We'll, we'll have to we'll have to use it as the. Uh, the key image for for this episode now now that we've got it not the overly gross sexualized ones but yeah anyway anyway maybe we just put in kratos as well it wasn't so much a ghostly one (laughs) more emo and all that sort of stuff but anyway cory barlog with the nintendo thing over his head and just put all that exactly yeah we'll have a bit of fun with that um but yeah uh, any other thoughts on mario plus rabbits october 20 is the release date it's kind of close I think it slots in well, really. Um, I was sort of thinking that was going to be more of a um, August sort of game, that yeah, like like the last one. Um, but October, yeah. Currently, Nintendo, we don't really have a lot going for October. Um, to have a Mario game in there, even though it is a tactics game, is it's still a good thing for coming up into the holidays yeah. towards the end of the year. Um. Yeah, it's it's kind of a the the timing is an interesting one, um, and I guess this doesn't apply to I guess someone like yourself, Jamie, who's only on only on Switch. But if people dabble in either PC or the other consoles or anything like that, the interesting thing I guess in terms of the market share and where the, where fans of the genre specifically might go will be interesting because uh, the game comes out two weeks after Marvel's Midnight Suns, which is turn like the exact same tactical style thing from the kind of kings of that genre. So. Um, I'll be kind of interested to see, I guess, you know, where where do people go? Now, obviously, the game is still going to sell well. It's it's a Mario title. It's it's, a, it's exclusive to the Switch. So you're going to get pl- plenty of people that will buy in. But I wonder if some of those sales, not necessarily a huge percentage, but some of those sales might just drop off simply because some people might have, might have gotten their feel from that genre by that stage. 
if they think got it, there two weeks prior rather than two weeks earlier, it might just be that tiny little... And again, it's only a small portion of the audience. Really. Yeah, I think they can both cater to both markets. I mean, you've got Marvel and fans of Marvel, and then you've got Mario and fans of Mario. So yeah. I think the two can coexist around the similar time. Um, but yeah, I see your point about um, people with multiple consoles that they might have to choose, but I reckon still both can coexist and still sell sell well. Yeah, yeah, I think it's more the the... Yeah, kind of got my fill of this genre sort of thing. So if they manage to get Mario and Rabbids out first, they might have maximised that as opposed to potentially lost, I don't know, 5%, 10% of their potential audience because, okay, I've just played one of these. I don't know if I'm ready to go around with another one of them because they're, and the they're, game, they're linked yeah. experiences. And the games always go on sale like down the track anyway. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Mario like, Plus Rabbids can, gets real cheap. Yeah, you can always get Mario Plus Rabbids, the original, for 20 25 bucks, even less these days. Yeah. Um. Do either of you have much to say about Little Noah, Scion of Paradise? Neither do I, really. No. <laughs> Procedurally uh, generated by the looks. Um, getting just people and friends recruited. Yeah, it's 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 okay. It's it's not not um, selling anything big, but but it's on the Switch right now. So. Yeah, that was kind of the the day one stealth drop which is cool in that sense but otherwise yeah i can't say i'm overly interested matter i know you're not we don't need to no. ask your time where you said where you said the day it was like yeah i completely forgot what it is yeah it's like, next yeah. one speaking of noah's my son noah lost his mind when i was showing when i was watching this back at home because it's called Railgrade. it's a great game about trains and oh, he loves train trains. game so i'm 100 percent going to be buying this game it also looks kind of cool just i guess setting setting my son's preferences aside like a kind of sim sim city style thing but just exclusively train networks and all that sort of stuff i can get right around that it's a bit like um mini mini motorways that's kind of out it was recently launched on switch um but a little bit more triple a i guess in terms of the way it looks and those sorts of things i'm into it definitely looks like it gets complicated Oh yeah, um, it'll get complicated. Yeah, get I think they make it look complicated. They're just yeah. doing showing off their fancy. Hey, look, you can do this, and I'll be there just making one straight rail. Uh, no bends, just, just not whatsoever. It's just, just it's a just straight no rail. Where we're just running, no, no, no turns whatsoever. Just straight, straight <laughs> through the hill. Just straight through the hills. Don't no, no go over it. Straight extra, through. I'll take the extra cost to go underground, but I'm just going straight from point A to point B. Straight. <laughs> I'll build an expensive bridge over the water. I'm not going around it. Go straight over. Um, another game that's uh, actually, I think, has already launched on Xbox previously, if I recall. Uh, I've certainly seen it at Xbox showcases in the past, but RPG Time The Legend of Right. It's coming to the Switch this August. Any thoughts, ideas, recollections of the game? Looks nice. Like I love the little hand draw, like the fact it's in a children's like um, art book. And you're yeah, drawing like things into the into the map and erasing things, and yeah. it's like a turn-based sort of battle with the picture that's on in the in the book, and using your calculator, and it's like, oh, this looks interesting. It's interesting for sure, Meadow. Well, go. We were talking about books before. This is right at my level. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a guaranteed sale. Uh, Meadow's picking that one up in August. Next up, a game that is being uh, hotly debated by fans of the franchise all over the place and then you've got media people who've gone hands-on and saying this is a worry. But anyway, Sonic Frontiers, what are we thinking? 
I'm scared. It looks empty, but heard that it looks better than what it did in previews. Yeah, I don't. It may it may have just been a case that it didn't preview overly well because, like I, I guess maybe with the the background and kind of writing and getting preview ops and those sort of things, like. I'll respect anyone who's gone hands-on and is saying, I'm not so sure because they're, they're saying that for a reason. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's it's showing better than that in the trailers, I suppose. And that mm. could be good marketing on Sega's part. Um, and I've heard that it's not quite open world. It's like open zone, like something for um, like Legends Arceus, for example, where you had the different zones that you could travel to. It sounds like this might be something similar to that rather than just yeah. a full open world like Breath of the Wild or something like that. Which is probably so, the benefit of the game, really. Yeah, because if you just had the one world, it would yeah, get probably pretty boring really quite quickly because you're just going really fast from one end to the other. And if they mix it up, it see how it goes, really. Maddo, Jamie has said a trigger word for the both of us in Breath of the Wild, so I don't know if you were going to be piggybacking on that or... No, no, not at all. It's just the breath of the world. Like, ah, uh, fair point. It's not open world, but I just I looked at it and thought it looks interesting. But my problem is, is it going to be repetitive? Because yeah. that's my biggest concern. Because I don't know. It looks like you just collect rings. I don't know if it's going to be like a I don't know, like your old banjo kazooie types and just go to a world, collect your rings, and you need to get a certain number that allows like you to the thon, the next, yeah. yeah, your little knuckles trophy or whatever. And, then you're done on to the next one could be something like that and actually i mean just to quickly touch on it like the open world of zelda is not the uh, of breath of the wild is not the issue that i've got with breath of the wild so i, I actually uh, the empty emptiness or perceived emptiness even of breath of the wild actually works to its advantage it's it's the destructive this and but this looks different like this is different to that does yeah. it does look a lot emptier than like there's a lot of open spaces and i get that you know you want to go fast because you're not really exploring um those open areas it's yeah it'd be interesting to see how it goes when it releases yeah agreed do we have any thoughts on disney dreamlight valley coming to uh switch via early access in september what yeah, the that, hell that about summarizes it. <laughs> it's, it's like a disney animal crossing like kids kids will love it yeah. um, good, good luck to that's me, yes. And people who enjoy Disney, yeah, yeah, if they, that's probably all that it appeals to. And it's a game loft game, so there's going to be microtransactions out the wazoo. So, same with... The early with, access um, component is weird, though. Given all the things you just said, the the family-friendly, people who like Disney, and then you give them an early access title, that feels weirdly counter un- to what... Disney would want to achieve. They want a clean and polished thing ready to go so that we can squeeze every cent you've got out of you. Unfinished? Yeah, that's a yeah, so mm. maybe just hold off. It's it's Disney. You don't need to rush this thing out. You can launch a Disney product whenever you was, want. Was was Speedstorm unfinished as well? When cuz has Speedstorm the racing Disney game that oh. um, was Yeah. Well, that was that was about to ask. I thought don't they have a racing game somewhere? Yeah, cuz that was Game Loft as well. And I don't know what happened I'm to that. Sh- I thought it came out in like early access as well. Well, so, it seems like they're making bad decisions left, right, and centre. Then, but uh, let me let me have a quick look. Yeah, because there was a closed beta um, that ends on July sixth nope. for Disney Speedstorm. It mm. ends on July sixth. Where did it open? I never heard anything yeah, about it. Neither did I. Let me. I'll just kind of click around through Twitter here. There's three days left. Blows us away. 
Um, there was a tweet on June 30th, so actually when it opens, closed beta end date, Disney Speedstorm closed beta will end on July 6th, which means you have seven days of racing left. I don't know when it actually opened. That's not quite... Yeah, I'm not too sure. But yeah, anyway, so... They've had a like, for it. Yeah, they're game loft games. Yeah, they might not be going as well as they should be. Yeah. Next up, um, a game that got a demo drop straight after the event and again kind of highlights the, the Square Enix component of the, the showcase. Live Alive? Live Alive? I don't know. Live Alive. Live Alive. The SNES-era JRPG that never got released outside of Japan that is now coming to the Switch and is getting the HD 2D treatment. Matt, I, I had a go. No, you're not big on it. I don't need I, to ask you. I'm just going to sit here while you two talk about it. I'm just going <laughs> to... I haven't tried the demo here. yet, so I don't need to... I have. Much. I have tried the demo. I tried Please, it, preview um, it for us. Afternoon. There you go. Here's our preview. <laughs> um, it looks gorgeous. Like, the um, HD 2D really pops through on the... Um, on the switch the i played the um the feudal japan chapter and i yep. played a bit of the distant future one the feudal japan where you, you play as a ninja and you're infiltrating this fortress of a um a feudal family and yep. the idea is you've got to try and sneak around and you get this ability to basically hide yourself um while you're going around and but you can do that or you can battle the uh, enemies that appear on the map and then you go into a battle screen where you basically go on like a six by six grid and every time you move and every time you move the uh the gauges on your character and the enemy character increase so yeah, right. when, when you launch an attack you use up all your gauge but then it tends to fill up automatically whereas every time you make a move around the map you can move freely but uh, it fills up the enemy gauge, and when it's full, then the enemy does their attack. Yeah, okay. So okay. That, that's there's an interesting strategic component to that that I can get right. Yeah. Away. So it's all about positioning your character. Eventually, you'll have more on your team. Like in the demo, you only play pretty much as one character, but you get attacks that either like close range or um, range um, like free. Uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Like range attacks that hit. Um, all the enemies in the area that it's that it's motioning to, and you know it, it looks really good. Um, as I said, I played the Feudal Japan one, and that was that was quite good fun. That one and the Distant Future one, I have only just started. I was about 40, 30 to forty minutes. I played of the, the chapter before it said that was the end of it, and switch over to another one. So it gives you that little bit of taste. Um, leading into its full release come July 26. So 26. Yeah. No, 22nd, 22nd. Yeah. Oh, 22nd, um, yeah. But, yeah, it's all much for muchness. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. You've, I mean, I was, I was keen anyway. I think I had a pre-order down, ready to go for it, but that's solidified things for me. Um, and also 30, 40-minute demos. I can see three-player, two-plays in that. <laughs> so, because um, there's, what, three different paths we can there's, choose from? Yeah, there's three chapters. There's the... Um, Ancient China, where you feudal Japan, feudal Japan, and distant future. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. I'll get around it. Um, and I'm just curious because yeah, it's a game that we never, we never played um, over here in the West, and because it wasn't really, I guess, one of the high profile ones. It wasn't even one of those ones that, if a fran- if a, fr- a fan translation for a ROM ever emerged back in the day when I was when I was using ROMs on the re- on the regular, 
I never heard of it, so it just kind of slipped through the cracks anyway. So I'm, yeah. I'm pretty excited by this. Looks good. One, one game that, despite being a fan of farming sims, I'm not at all a fan of, is uh, Doraemon, Doraemon, Story of Seasons, uh, Friends of the Great Kingdom, which is a Story of Seasons game, which should be great, but then with this Doraemon, Dora, Doraemon, Doraemon, I don't know, can someone clarify for me how this thing's pronounced? Yeah, Doraemon. Um, it is Doraemon? Okay, cool. Um, thing put over it, which... There was one that came out a year or two ago and I tried it out and it really didn't hit like a Story of Seasons or old school Harvest Moon game did. So I'm not full of hope for this one either. Oh, I, I thought know. this one would have been right up your alley. Yeah, story, the Story of Seasons component, yes. Mm. But it was the, I don't know, whatever the, however they tried to blend things in the case of the last Doraemon cross Story of Seasons game didn't work. And so I've just... Look, I'll keep half an eye on it because maybe they'll clean some of these things up. I don't have any knowledge of Doraemon at all, um, which kind of holds it back a little bit further for me as well. Matto, do you have any thoughts on this one? Yeah, we'll, we'll pass. I mean, that. you can just not talk to me for the next 20 minutes for the last few games that well, were on there. Minecraft Legends? Uh, no, nah, keep going. About, did we just pass on that one as well? Jamie, yeah, what about I, you? I, just saw, I just saw Minecraft's web. Nah, Steve's not in it, don't care. Yeah, look, uh, they showed it at the Xbox thing. They announced it at the Xbox thing uh, the other week because obviously Mojang's uh, owned by by Microsoft. But um, So this was just basically that same trailer again, but saying, hey, we're coming to Switch 2. I'm like, okay, cool. I assume that, and I assume it will come to PlayStation as well because that's what they've been doing with Dungeons and the core Minecraft, continuing to update it and all those sort of things post-acquisition. So, yeah, pass. Uh, Dragon Quest Treasures. Again, Matto, I don't think you've got anything to say here, but Jamie, any any thoughts at all? No, I sort of haven't really dabbled in the Dragon Quest games. Um, yeah, so I don't really know that much about it. I, th- could have sw- I was foaming I've, at the mouth over yeah. this. Yeah, I could no, have sworn it had been already announced <laughs> at some point. Uh, yeah, they announced it like middle of 2021 because Dragon Quest had its 35th anniversary last year. And they had a big celebration for it where they announced this and they announced a whole bunch of other Dragon Quest-related titles as well. That was where they announced the HD 2D remake of the third Dragon Quest game as well. Um, so I wasn't, at the time, I wasn't of the impression that this was coming exclusively to Switch, which it turns out it is, or at least it's a timed exclusive, whatever the whatever form that ultimately takes. Um, but yeah, I kind of like it. Like, it, it, I guess it's got a bit of a... Pokemon-y sort of feel where you're kind of collecting the mon like you can actually like the monsters that you normally fight and battle and all those sort of things and they faint and they move on or they die and they move on um, and you move on like you can kind of bring them into your party in a way here and they'll kind of accompany you around the world but then they they do interact with the world as well and so you can kind of fly across to different locations if you've got the not fly like as in a Pokemon style fly from town A to town B but actually help they lift you up and fly you across this out of reach place that you can now get to and explore and all that sort of stuff so I'm, I'm kind of into the possibilities with the world exploration there that, that comes from it but December 9th is the release date so that's kind of the I guess what will most likely be the final Nintendo Switch game or exclusive game for the year in terms of kind of AAA side unless as we discussed before um, Advance Wars drops into December somewhere potentially Captain Velvet Meteor the Jump Plus Dimensions Thoughts, now, that, this this was in the sizzle reel that was sort of towards the end of the mini they direct. They breezed through it, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. This was one the only title that was basically brand new in this yeah. whole sizzle reel because they showed Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. They showed yeah. No Man's Sky, um, A Plague Tale, Requiem, which cloud is not now version. Listed, but yeah, coming to coming to cloud. Yeah, yeah cloud version. So we won't get to play it. Um, and then there was this one, and I think there was. Oh no, I think it was just this one. And yeah, it's sort of like um, we don't know anything about this, but here's like three seconds of footage. Yeah, they didn't show a lot. It's oh, it was only three company. seconds. Oh, uh, that would explain everything. I, I blinked for three seconds. I must have missed it. Yeah, I tried to cobble together a, a news post based on like for, for the one of the other gigs that I've got, and I was a little bit at sea for a long time as I was going through this. It's like a publisher of manga titles that's decided just this year to get into video games. They announced it a few months ago, apparently. Um, but then it popped up here, and even then I was very confused because Jump Plus apparently is a property in the manga scene. I don't know. I, I was I was quite confused as I went through it. But we'll move on from that one to talk about the fact that Portal, the companion collection, which is Portal 1 and 2, has come to the Switch. Any Portal fans here? Never played, Never played it. Damn it's one of those games I should play. I was hoping that they would just... Uh, Announced Portal Three on the Switch because that Can would just piss, just piss off every PC person <laughs> around. It's like, what the hell, Gabe? Or Valve we just created it... this handheld cons- uh, console style experience that uh, basically. Oh yeah, they got the handheld make, one. I forgot. Which is basically, yeah. us trying to make the Switch redundant, but then we'll go and announce Portal Three and make it exclusive to Switch. <laughs> just to piss you right off. I completely forgot about that old Valve handheld one. Yeah, because we can't get it over here though. Um, Drew Agnew of the House of Mario has ordered one as I learned through the week uh, listening to House of Mario he has ordered one from someone in the UK um, and is getting it delivered here within the space of a month so he'll be the first person I know kind of locally that's actually got a the only person in Australia with a might be one of the very Steam Deck but what I've heard he's already having issues with with oh, that delivery here? with that delivery so i don't oh, exactly know but what's, what's um, in the what's in the box is it no is, i think there's uh, if it's been delivered to a wrong address or something like that oh, in shit. a different place oh, so no. yeah oh. hopefully and most of this is documented he was having like confusion around paypal and all sorts you can tell he hasn't done a lot of uh, online buying over the journey and certainly it was his first through ebay um oh for the ebay oh dear that's not, you know, I'm worried. Yeah. About all the best Did he read the writing correctly? Did it actually say Steam Deck or Stream Deck? Yeah, he's just got uh, an Elgato. Was it Elgato? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, good luck to him. And then if he can play Portal on it when it arrives sometime in 2023 for him. Um, you know, I mentioned be- uh, being a fan of Farming Sims 4. Harvest Stellar is the second last game that we'll be talking about here. Another Square Enix job, but they're getting into Farming Sims of a sort where they just straight up have like a season of the year where the whole world is basically just on fire, which was kind of a different take on how to do Farming Sims. Well, not on fire, but like just basically obliterated. Like nothing grows, everything's dead. It's pretty de- bleak and depressing. Um, but what do we make of the... What do we make of Harvest Stellar ignoring the atrocious name? That is just Square Enix's MO. Game looks really good. The um, yeah. the different seasons that come through. The farming looks a bit uh, simple from yeah. what we got in the trailer. But um, the different how the different seasons look, especially when um, the fifth season Quietus comes through and 
basically annihilates everything and makes you basically restart. It's like I'm not really into, you know, sort of life sims, but this has piqued my interest because it's also got like an RPG element where you've got to go around and gather materials and defeat monsters. And yeah, it certainly looks interesting. Yeah, they're they're certainly pulling on a whole bunch of other systems, which is why I can kind of forgive the farming if it's a little bit more basic, I suppose, compared to compared to some other games, or I guess games that exclusively dabble in that. So your story of seasons and your your harvest moons and Stardew Valleys and those sorts of games. But even then, Stardew Valley has lots of other systems. But again, they're not trying to do it on this AAA sort of scale. Um, but it's coming in November, so we can kind of learn a little bit more about it fairly soon, I'd imagine. And the final, the final games, I guess, to show up after everyone was having a bit of a chuckle at the expense of Nintendo fans following the Xbox showcase that they were getting Persona 3, 4, and 5 when everyone had been for years saying, bring Persona 5 to Switch. There was all these people having a bit of a laugh at Nintendo fans because it came to Xbox and still nothing for Switch. Well, turns out, exact same day and date as Xbox, um, they'll be getting Persona 5 Royal, and then gradually, I think in 2023, if I recall from, from the Xbox showcase, we'll start to see Persona 4 Golden, which was the Vita title, and Persona, Persona 3 Portable, uh, which was the PSP take on Persona 3 from the PS2. Um, they'll be starting to roll out as well. So, again, Matto, sadly, I think our last game there, you have very little to say, uh, say when it comes to Persona, but uh, Jamie? As someone who's not been able to play the Persona games up to this point, I guess, or most of like, the core games, I should say, First off, I'd like to apologise to everyone who has said that Persona 5 was never coming to Switch because oh. I've always been that one person that said it's not coming because Atlas were just dragging their heels when it turns out they probably just had an exclusivity deal with Atlas for a certain number of years until it basically ended and now it's coming to Xbox and now Nintendo Switch as well. Uh, I'm looking forward to person- playing having to go up Persona 5 Royal because yeah. looking at the trailer, like I've never really sort of paid attention to anything um, outside of what I've seen in the mini direct regarding Persona. Yeah. But um, it, I would like to try it. Like it definitely looks like one of those games that I would personally enjoy. It takes 100 enjoy. hours of your life. Yep, sweet. <laughs> um, but I mean, look, I, I haven't played Persona 5 as much as I'm a JRPG guy. I, it's kind of been on the quote-unquote too weeby side for me um as much as i still like the, the, i hear so much praise i just, at some point i want to give it a go and i do have persona 5 and persona 5 royal here like i own them but i just haven't been able to quite bring myself to playing it it's one of those weird things for me but i don't know maybe the switch version is the best thing for me because it's portable i can like that 100 hour intimidating 100 hour sort of figure that has previously required me to be in front of a TV and stuck there the whole time is less of an issue now. Now, sure, I don't have... I don't... Like, my car trips to work are five minutes long. I obviously can't drive while I'm... You know, like, I don't have the train the train trip thing that I used to have back in the day when I'd smash out some JRPGs while I was doing an hour drive to... Uh, sorry, train drive to Bendigo. But, again, like, I can sit there in my work lunch break or whatever and play it. Like, maybe, maybe the Switch version is the way that I can actually get in. I don't know. We'll see. I think I think J, JRPGs or any RPGs in general on Switch are just going to be more convenient to people because of that portability element. Because yeah. especially with long ones like Persona Five, like your Fire Emblem Three Houses, like 
they're really good games that you can pick up, play for half an hour to an hour, and then put it back down, and you pick it up back yeah. from where you left off. It's it's really easy to do that, especially with Switch, and it's certainly going to appeal to more people than rather than sitting in front of a TV for a hundred hours playing a single game. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that's the beauty of some of the some of these Switch games. And you re- referenced a couple examples there. They're the sort of game that you can play for hours and hours on end, or they work as that quick burst sort of experience. They work both ways, which is really kind of important. So that wraps up the showcase. Now we kind of we, we began with some like top level sort of thoughts on it. And now we've gone through the specifics, so we don't really need to kind of close with with another kind of holistic look at the whole thing. So let's look more holistically at Nintendo and how things are kind of going for them. We've we've got, I think, a fairly clear picture of what's going on with the Switch towards the back end of the year, and we touched on some of those before with um, Pokemon, with Splatoon, with uh, potentially Advance Wars. There's a, a game that I'm now going blank on. And a blade. Yeah, Xenoblade obviously is less than a month away. Like they they've kind of got the drip feed going for the rest of the year. That we we continue to hear the rumors now about Metroid Prime, and apparently that's now just being remade on its own. Um, so and that might even be this year as well, from what the reporting suggests. But I guess how do we feel about where the Switch and Nintendo are at big picture? Because we've now got the the third party suite to kind of complement the the official first party stuff that we know about. Maddo, you've been quiet for a while, so maybe we'll start with you Ooh. just to get some like how are you feeling about you know, as a switch owner, you happy with where things are at and that you've got a sufficient number of titles to keep playing in the future? Or are you starting to feel like they're lagging behind well, because of the me, power of the other consoles? Well for me, like you said, like you two Paul, I've got other consoles as well. Usually yeah. my thing is just I got a Nintendo I play Nintendo based games and for Nintendo side of things, based, I think it's still, it's still good. It's, it's, you'll say, oh, it's a terrible year, blah blah blah. It's not. It's just there's a few more third-party games that we've seen in recent years because usually they've always been a very strict. You either work with us or get lost. That's well, not like that, but it's like in the nice you, either, you either make a game for us or go away. Um, Go make your game somewhere else. Oh. I guess you kind of touched on an interesting bit there. Like, oh, and I've just gone blank on what that was. But um, <laughs> just, consoles, consoles. Well, well, yeah, I mean, the, the luxury of having the other consoles and those sort of things does kind of change the scenario for say, for say you and I, which I guess is where your perspective here, Jamie, will be really, really handy. Um, as, as someone who exclusively, or more or less exclusively, plays on Switch, how are you feeling about where where the Switch is at and the the titles that are coming? I do think that Nintendo is missing that one more title for this year because yeah. currently we've got we've got Xenoblade, we've got Splatoon three, we've got Pokemon coming out in November. I still think they need one more in that between October and December sort of period. Um, do you think Advance Wars to... is that game, or are you thinking something else that's a bit larger? No, scale? I think it needs to be larger scale. Like Advance Wars, like it's an uh, strategy um, strategy game that sort of appeals to a certain market whereas um, there's no apart from Pokemon in November there's no sort of mass appealing game yeah. that's yet to be announced or well, Splatoon fits that bill I'd say yeah Splatoon like Splatoon's massive in Japan like yeah. that, that, that'll sell absolute bonkers over there but I think 
in the Western market, I think there's just one it one more thing that's missing. The third party lineup is absolutely solid. Like and it's not like Nintendo haven't been releasing titles this year, like that we've had Legends Arc here. No, they've done well we've so had much. Kirby, we've had Switch Sports, we've had you know, Mario Strikers Ooh, Battle League football. Was it the triangle one? Was that triangle strategy was triangle strategy as yeah, well. Obviously, it wasn't uh, a Nintendo title itself, but yeah, it was exclusive to the console. But they definitely had a solid year so far. Like, it's not outstanding, like 2017, for example, where you had Zelda, Mario Odyssey, and all that sort of stuff. But um, well, I mean, that kind of shows really. And you touched on it perfectly before when we were talking about Mario and Rabbids was the fact that like it was kind of an August title back in that year. But the, I guess the important thing to kind of keep in mind, 2017, when that game came out, it was bookended by Breath of the Wild and then Mario Odyssey. So it didn't need to be that center stage style thing. Whereas in this case, and it's a Mario title, so it does kind of become outside of Pokemon. It probably, it's a third party title, but it probably is your marquee title for the for the back end of the year in terms of the stuff that is purely exclusively, you know, Nintendo branded properties and those sorts of things. Um, and like there's, there's still titles that we don't know of that are meant to be releasing in 2022. For example, Bayonetta 3, like we yeah. don't have a release date for that yet either. And it's still saying 2022. And like I said, with Advance Wars, it could slot in at some point towards the back end of this year or even the early next year. So I, yeah, there's something missing, I think, but for the rest of it, it's, it's looking pretty good. Yeah. I, I think, like we used to have those conversations like I guess prior to the Switch about oh you know there's good years and there's bad years for Nintendo and you might get the year that's got you know Breath of the Wild or like a Zelda title and then you've got another year that's got a Mario and maybe Smash and those sort of things but then the rest of the year would be really quiet around it you don't really have that anymore because of the fact that I mean before they had to separate their resources they were shared between the the console experience and the handheld one and now everything is together doesn't matter whether you're making a game that kind of looks more like the traditional handheld style experience or is more your AAA style console experience their home is exactly the same so the the game the console is being constantly populated with titles these days which is which is fantastic if you're a Nintendo Switch owner um, because firstly you don't have to have two sets of different sets of hardware hardware to access all the games coming from Nintendo but they're also seemingly the almost every iteration on the franchise at the moment is almost the best version that we've ever seen for the most part which is fantastic but but really nintendo hasn't really had a bad year since yeah. the switch launched and that's yeah that's like, kind of the, the key idea there yeah. i don't think we're going to see bad years anymore well like, even 2018 when the only things we had that i can think of at the top of my head were pokemon smash. sword and shield um we smash had smash yeah. smash was 2018 fire emblem Three Houses, Octopath Traveler. Um, Is that four years ago? Three, Fire Emblem. No, Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem was 19. I was Fire Emblem 19. Three three years ago. That that one's only in the head because I had to double check that when I was doing my uh, Three Hopes review the other day. Yeah, because DKC Tropical Freeze came out in 2018 because I got that in octopath at the same time so yeah yeah so yeah. That's, that's probably the only year that you would say it's a bit okay but you still had sword and shield and smash brothers at the end of the year so it doesn't look so bad but otherwise well, every year... came in 2018 was that later which one was that astral chains no that was 19 because i got that the same as um fire emblem yeah okay cool 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there's, there's like two years there where it just all mashes into one, so I can't really remember. And instantly, you're picking years pre-pandemic, not even 2020. Yeah, because no. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. even like 2020 had Animal Crossing, and that just blew up because everyone was shut down. So yeah, everyone was at home just digging holes and putting apple trees in. Good times. <laughs> and oranges. But yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's... Uh, as, for as long as Nintendo sticks with, I guess, the Switch-style console or, like I guess, the handheld and console experience being united, I don't think we're going to see bad years for Nintendo titles anymore, especially if they can get a couple, you know, third-party things along the way. Um, but that said, the, the third-party titles that they're getting are now coming from the same... And this is kind of... We see this cycle happen. It's ha- it, happened, it happens to Nintendo consoles often. It happens to... Um, it happened to the PSP and the PS Vita where like it starts off the support is coming from basically all third parties I think in the case of the Switch the only real exception was EA who didn't really play ball early on um, or at all and really. still don't yeah um, but they oh, it's a 10. they haven't yeah. seen a 10 in a long time so let's not worry about them um, but these these consoles, whether they're the PlayStation handhelds or Nintendo consoles, tend to fizzle out in the same way where we see, okay, it's it's the JRPGs, the more obscure JRPGs, um, Square Enix, Bandai, the, the lesser lights that start coming to those platforms while the the big ones, and we can kind of look across the bow and see, okay, Final, now, not that I was saying Final Fantasy 16 should ever have or would have ever come to the Switch, but we see the big the big ones going there, Dragon Quest Twelve, I don't think is confirmed for the Switch. It could be. I may just be mis- misremembering that. Um, Forspoken, new IP, big consoles, or like the you know the the big boy consoles, quote unquote. Um, and the, kind of the smaller scale things are starting to pop up the Switch now. I think we're at that same sort of point where we're starting to get into that loop, which I don't mind as a person who's a fan of those sorts of games for the most part. But usually indicates that, and you know, I think timeline-wise, we're pretty close to it anyway. Is it the new console pretty close? Like, where, where, when, when does a Switch Two or a Switch successor, and I don't mean Switch Pros and all those sort of that rumor mongering that end up being the OLED, but like, how far are we away from what would be a follow-up to the Switch at this point? I reckon. See, they've got a bit of a dilemma because the next console has to be backwards compatible like they can't yeah. just ignore 100 million plus switch base going I mean, into the, the next console the console's still on trajectory to be the best selling console of all time if it keeps going the yeah way it is. exactly if they keep selling 20 million a year they, they're laughing through the door but they've got a real dilemma on their hands because the next console is not going to be as successful as this because it's going to yeah because it's going to be a hybrid system like what it has been but how do they improve that like the only way they can improve it is the hardware specs um and making sure it can you know run the more recent games that are starting to appear now exclusively for ps5 and series x and s yeah that's that's kind of their, their trick when it comes to that third party side is we know the nintendo titles they don't even need to necessarily leverage ultra hd or 4k sort of visuals to look stunning like no exactly they, they look fantastic breath of the wild 2 will look amazing again whether it's a good game or not we'll we'll discuss that another time um but like it will look fantastic like visual side nintendo no issues there in that regard um gameplay obviously they like 
gameplay is king and they do a fantastic job in that space but yeah what, what the third parties want to do though where they're not quite as able as Nintendo in a lot of those areas might start to force their hand a little bit as they start to say well we can't like we can't put this you know the a switch skew out now or it's, it's going to cost us too much to kind of want a better phrase downgrade our game to to make sure it can run on the switch like those sort of those sort of conversations are going to start to happen more and more often if they're not already um and that may force their hands so i just can't help but feel like 2023 is not the year but 2024 probably has to be the year and that's a that's a good amount of time anyway considering the switch came out in 2017 i think that's when it'll probably start hearing announcements of a new console will be in two years time and then it'll yeah, it'll release probably the following year, probably 25. Oh, okay, see, so I was more of the mind that maybe announcement next year, 24 release, but... Matto, what do you think? Well, it depends how much silicon they can get, because they ain't <laughs> yeah, got no that, silicon, they ain't no getting no in chip. The world, anyway. No, ain't no, no switch. Right now. I've been Nintendo, they'll find a way around that and go, hey, this is a silicon-free chip, and everyone will go, oh, we've got to buy it. It's, it's held together it's, by magic. It's only an Xbox ask questions. be wanting to know how they do it. But Nintendo have always had their um, their people saying that this the Switch is a 7 to 10 year life cycle console. Yeah. Like, they're really pushing it um, outside of what would probably be the norm as to say, you know, 6 to 7 years as a, for a console life. So I think if they can keep the 20 million sales up, then they can push the new system back because obviously Mario Kart 8 Deluxe DLC is not going to continue to sell Switches for, you know, three years' time. No, it's it's only so long that they can can kind of hold up. It'll be an interesting one actually to see, yeah, where hell this lines up and, you know, there will be the idea that, you know, we got got our ideas for Mario Kart 8, but we're kind of a one mario kart per console thing so you know when do we actually get to start working on this when when's the new console coming like those sort of conversations even internally might have to fuel a little bit of a when do we get this thing out conversation so it's gonna be kind of fascinating and then there are things like yeah you know this constantly dangled breath of the wild 2 carrot that's just there when does it drop is that kind of the the game that starts to serve as the the final curtains for the switch in a way Uh, again 2023 seems maybe just a smidge soon depends when on 2023 i guess it comes out but um i don't know it's it's an interesting place that they're in any other thoughts on kind of where nintendo's at ah no i think we're (laughs) confident But I gotta say, they've got a seven to ten years, but I think they just look at it and go, "We've got no competition. Who's gonna beat us in a handheld competition?" Yeah, exactly. It's not Nobody. like, um, yeah, the Steam Deck is not really competing yeah, with the competing. Switch. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll ask Drew that when he gets his in <laughs> six months' time. Yeah, six months, and it's a Stream Deck instead. Just completely different. Or, or it's just a Switch with just the word. Steam Deck. Steam Deck. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. Stem Deck. You're right that it's not competition, but it'll be interesting to see, like, and again, this is just purely that visual sort of thing. Like, there is now evidence out there of what a handheld, a current kind of, current gen kind of console, sorry, console handheld thing can do. Does that elevate the expectations of fans and maybe even 
well, I mean, it, I think it absolutely does that in terms of visually what the thing can do. But what does that do internally in Nintendo? I don't know. My gut feels probably not a lot because they'll just go about the, do things their own way. As they yeah, they'll just do things. They're like, yeah, whatever. Cool. They've, they've finally caught up to us. Let's do something else and make them look like fools. <laughs> yeah. But if if the other, like, Sony or Xbox come out and say, no drift, 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 drifting, no, <laughs> no drifting, no joystick. drift free. Everyone will go, we go do about that Nintendo. Nintendo will go, eh, whatever. You wait. We'll, cut, we'll take the L. You we'll take think, that. Yeah. You got to think price point too. Like the Switch yeah. retail is 470 and Whereas your yeah. Yeah, Steam Deck and then your, there's like a couple of other um, ones that are coming to the market that are like 1500 to two grand for a port- basically a portable PC in the hand. What? You can yeah. buy a TV. Yeah, exactly. Just so go ahead. That'd be a big that's, screen. That's a big you. point too. Is that you know the Switch the is an affordable point. console that's, compared to yeah a portable PC. Two PS5s. <laughs> it's not five PS5s. If you can get two PS5s. <laughs> if you can get two PS5s. <laughs> yeah, if if you can actually get your hands on one, then you would be able to get two PS5s. Yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting place that they're in because yeah. That, that is the other half of it. Is it sure the Steam Deck sh- is showing the way in terms of what can be done on that in that perspective, but also it's really expensive. So, any other thoughts on all things Nintendo before we wrap things up? Because we've somehow managed to go for an hour and ten. Wow, it's not even an award show. It's not even an award show. <laughs> I'm shocked. We can keep going. Well, Jamie's a good conversationalist. We've had lots of games to talk about here, and it's gone very well. But any other thoughts at all? Oh, good. Sweet. Matto? Yeah, as I say, um, just, uh, just give us uh, Metroid Prime sometime soon. I'll be happy. Yeah, yeah if that remakes a thing, that could be the one that oh, fills out the end of the year or maybe it's Bayonetta that drops in there and Metroid kind of kicks off next year. I don't know. That'd We've be been nice. talking about Metroid Prime for too long, so I almost don't want to indulge too much. And Well, that's the other thing. Where's Metroid Prime 4, damn it? Yeah. You told us, yeah, we're working on it really hard. That was a year ago. What about now? Oh, that was like three years ago. This one. Start, I'm going to start, up, I'm going to start asking questions. Hey, when's the that release date? I'll, start ask, I'll ask Corey and see if he knows the <laughs> release date. Still, still hiring. We're Corey. still getting people. Oh, where's, your, where's your developers? We need more developers. We need more God of War. Lord. We can't have them in two places at once, damn it. Hey, Doug. <laughs> hey, Mr. Bowser, when's Metroid Prime 4 coming out? You heard it here. We'll clip that one out. It's there for you, Doug. You're watching right now. We'll wrap things up there. If you enjoyed this episode of Patched, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. All the buttons down below and hit the notification bell. That way you're alerted to every new video the moment it goes live on the channel. That includes more Patched, Player 2 Players, Gamer School, and a whole bunch more. Visit the website, player2.net.au, for reviews, previews, opinion pieces, news, features, links to the podcast series, the audio version of Patched, the Player 2 Pixel Cast, and Dev Diary. We're on Patreon, patreon.com slash player2au, get a few bucks, lower tiers early access, high tiers monthly episode exclusives, and finally there's Twitter. Matto? Matto underscore Phil. Jamie, where can people find you? At Jamie Penning. Easy Easy one to follow there, it's straight up his name, so make sure to look for that. Jamie is working on a cool written piece for Player 2 as well. Uh, as people would have seen recently, we were we're sourcing and we're paying up. We're we're cracking open the wallet and paying paying people for some features at the moment. And Jamie's got a cool idea that he pitched to us that we're a fan of. So look forward to something cool in written form from Jamie on the Player Two website in the near future. Um, I won't kind of spoil any of that. That's that's for you to do, and we'll just we'll put that out there when 
when when you're good and ready to go. But everyone should be looking forward to that because you, your pitch really fascinated me and I'm keen to see more. Great, looking forward to it. And otherwise, uh, again, thanks for coming on the show, mate. It was it was awesome to have you. It's been been a little while, but I hope hopefully the the wait between your next uh, episode with us, whether it's a Nintendo Direct or something else in the future, maybe we'll uh, incorrectly predict which consoles come into the Switch next, and, and, and <laughs> I don't know. We'll see where we go. Not All a problem. Wii that was a heap of fun. To the Switch, and it turns out it's, you know we just straight up skip the GameCube. Yeah. It's just all the way. It's all the Wii U games. Oh, aren't they already there? <laughs> yeah, good point. Star Fox Zero. That's the only one. <laughs> hey, no, 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 no. Xenoblade Chronicles no, X. Can, we need that. You can yes, take that please. off. But yeah, they, they are getting there. They've almost cleaned all up. But yeah, uh, hopefully it's not too long before you're back on the show again. We'll, we'll work that in the near future. Otherwise, everyone, thank you very much for watching and we will see you next week.